Ready? Episode four, go. Hey, everyone. This is Sherman here. And Hope. And Daniel. So we have a few changes here that, are, that have happened so far. First thing is, as you've noticed, we have another person with us. Hope, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about what you do, how you started playing Magic. Oh, I started playing Magic a couple years ago, and... Is there a kind of deck you like, anything like that? I'm really into Graybear manipulation, really big, brawly creatures. So. Kind of things that like to slap? Oh yeah, dragons. That's not too bad. <laughs> the second thing we wanted to announce is that we have decided to change the show's name into, into the 99. We think that it's going to kind of characterize what we like to do a little bit better, talk more in-depth about it rather than seem like it's just focused on Voltron-based damage commanders. And a lot of what we talk about is cards that you would put into the 99 and not just the specific commander. So without further ado, Sherman, let's get into it and let's go back to what we were talking about last week. All right. So last time we talked about two of the new Brawl commanders and then we kind of ran out of time. So we're going to talk about the other two here. One of them is Sir Gwen, and the other one is the one that I want to make and I'm excited for is Alila. So let's start off with Sir Gwen, hero of Ashvale. So for those who don't know, it's a three red, white, black, four, five, five, vigis, uh, vigilance menace, and the abilities are whenever an equipped feature you control attacks, you draw a card and you lose a life. And then... It has equip your uh, equipment. Your control blah, equipment you control have equipped knight of zero. So it's like a pure steel uh, pally. Yeah, built right into it and everything without the need for metalcraft. It's just ready to go as soon as it's there. The moment it hits the table, everything can be triggered on the stack. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's it's so good. Like when I see that, and I think of equipment. Especially with a zero cost for equipping, it's like, hey, look, I have a helm of the host. Yeah. <laughs> you can make big, expensive equipment actually more viable early game. Oh, yeah. It's like, like This could be a game changer for a lot of Well, that Colossus Hammer, if it's on the table, that's a big one. Yeah. The 10-10 oh. with the equipped 8, that doesn't matter when this hits the field. Yeah, and then you have all the swords, like Feast and Famine, Sword and Sinew, or Sinew and Steel, yeah. stuff like that. Heck, you have like Black Fate, uh, Black Blade, Reforge. Mm -hmm. There's so many things. Like, and that's not even that's just like pumping up your guys, yeah. big, big, big and beefy. That's not <laughs> even including things like you know, like uh, Swift Foot Boots and like Lightning Greaves. You know, like granted, Lightning Greaves already has zero, so who cares? <laughs> but still, you know, you can move around the protection if you need. And then if you have like the one one creature, was it uh, Shika? We talked about last time. Uh, Leonin Shikari? Yeah. It's like everything gives instant, instant uh, speed. speed for equipping. Yeah. Yeah, Hope plays a uh, cat-based equipment deck. She's a big fan <laughs> of equipment. Familiar, That's why I think yeah. this is the one she was the most excited for. <laughs> yeah, that one, having Balan, which is another one that whenever an equipment enters, you can attach it for free. So even if you do end up losing your commander, you can still use that effect. It's It's a solid one for sure, and there's... There's so many ways to go with this deck, but I would definitely go full on into that tribal and into just the equipment tribal. Get these knights geared right up and try smashing for damage. Yeah, yeah. it's going to have to be, a, it should be a very aggressive deck, I think. 
And it should play, I, in my opinion, the way I would play it, I'd play it very fast, very hard, very aggressive. Yeah. Also, I did just check Balan is a knight. Yeah. Perfect. Cat knight. <laughs> Cat knight. Yeah. Balan wandering knight. Cat knight for the deck. And that's the thing, like, especially with knight tribal, there, like, there are so many things you can do with knight tribal. Like, equipment... First off, I would do like with like protection, lifelink, and death touch because those are the three things that everyone's scared of. Well, we also talked as well. Uh, black is one of the colors that does give you a big advantage if you're willing to pay life. We talked about that in one of our first episodes. That's why black is so hard. And this does have a draw built into it, but you are going to drain yourself. You need something to get that life back up. Yeah. So, so lifelink is definitely something that I would look into. Yeah, the fact that you're able to run lifelink so aggressively with having the white and also being able to gain life from other black cards. Yeah, and the knights alone, like knights, like oh, so many different of the subtypes for all the creatures. Knights in general have a lot of abilities, especially like the lower casting ones, because yeah. a lot of knights back in the day, you know, had like protection, like the famous ones. White knight, black knight, protection from white or protection from black, and you have first strike. Then you have like order of the like the lay bit, uh, elven hand, order of a uh, white shield or whatever. You know, like those ones again have protection from white, protection from black, and you can give them first strike or you can pump them up. You know, yeah. so things like that. So a lot of knights in general have a lot of abilities like first strike, vigilance, protection from a color. All these things. So well, the built-in built protection in. also does really help if you're trying to swing in. Someone's a danger on the table, and you're going to run a lot of equipments. You can really easily get something. Black has the ability to give infect to creatures. You can get a card in past someone's ability to block very easy with this deck. You have built-in protection. You have the color for protection from creatures enchantments, like Spirit Mantle. You can get this pass really easy. You can do that damage with your commander... Or you can get your smaller ones in, kill those pesky planeswalkers someone has out. This deck is going to have a lot of ability to go aggro at what you want and what you need to kill. While also still being able to protect the creatures that you have on the field and protect yourself with, again, really taking advantage of the color combination that's at your disposal. Yeah. So, and like, like knights in general, most knights early on have a very low casting cost too so you can pump out things really really Two quickly cost, one cost three a cost. lot of three cost yeah yeah so and then like with that like you you can pump through go through them real quickly and you like most equipment that you would probably want to use have a higher casting cost so like that's not a big deal once you have uh sir gwen out you know by then you'll have like one or two equipment that you can slide on to your other knights that had lower casting costs, because, you know, normally we associate low cast cost, low power, low toughness. Early game. Early game, yeah. But now you're making it into, like, the creatures are practically late game, you know, and if they kill the creature, who cares? Yeah. Well, you have the big drawback of equipment instead of enchantment is essentially you are paying to cast things twice, twice. with the equip cost. So getting one of the sword, feast, and famine or something out, it's three mana, but you're really paying a five cost card. You have the ability to pay half of the cost later, but it's still there as opposed to just an enchantment putting it on. Yeah. This takes away basically half of the cost associated with the majority of equipments. Yeah, this deck is giving you turn six abilities and creatures on turn three, essentially. It's pretty incredible. So broken. 
It is uh, broken. I feel like this is going to be really highly played when people start editing it up and getting their brawl decks in November. <laughs> and the worst thing is, like, you, we still haven't even touched, like, some of the support creatures and everything, like uh, Audric, you know, uh, Lunark Marshall. Like, he's the one that's, uh, he's a soldier, so he's not a knight. Okay, fine. But he's the creature where, like, before attacks, um, or during attacks, one of the two, is like, Whatever creature has, like, first strike, all the other creatures have first strike. Same thing with Vigilance, same thing with Double Strike, all that stuff. It's just like, okay, I have nice that I already have a lot of abilities alone. I'm putting on equipment that ha- give abilities as well. So, <laughs> is just going to be like, hey, I, everyone has it all. Yeah. Yay, you party have an ar- You have an army of knights that all have every single ability. <laughs> Yeah, not fun to go against. It's like, anyone have an instant speed board wipe, please? <laughs> well, please. And just talk even about the fact that this deck comes with, in my opinion, one of the best lands that has been printed in a long time, which is the Tournament Grounds. If you are on theme for what this is, you have a tricolor land that comes in not tapped and still has the ability to tap for colorless mana at a worst-case scenario. You have all three of your Mardu colors straight off the bat with this land, Untapped four knights and equipment. That is a solid, solid inclusion in this deck. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, hmm, do I want to put a land in, or do I want to put in something like Mardu Banner? Yeah, let's put that land in. <laughs> yeah, let's drop that land. I uh, bet zero percent of people cut that land from this deck. Oh, it's, it's auto included in all Mardu decks. So, but it's like, it's just the fact that like you know you have a land that's that uh helps you out you have a a commander that makes everything cheaper for you for equipment or anything like if this is a very very mana efficient deck in my opinion like you it's not as strong as chuling where you can pump out things you know it's not like uh core walls where you're sacrificing things no this one is just like you pump stuff out you use your Mana as efficiently as you can, and if you can use it efficiently, then you're going to rock everyone's world. Well, knights are a very aggressive deck in general. I also think that this deck is very um, intro-friendly. I feel like this deck, especially for being tricolor, where if you get multiple colors, it can be a little bit um, intimidating for new players. But I think the mechanics of this deck, whether you leave it as a brawl deck or edit it into a 100-card commander deck, I think it's very approachable. And I think that that's something that we shouldn't um, uh, put to the wayside. I think that's really important as well. That's very true, because compared to the other uh, Brawl decks and the other commanders, this one doesn't, like, overall has the least amount of triggers, I think, compared to everything else. And let's face it, when you first started playing Magic... Everybody forgets their triggers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and even it, now when you play Magic, yeah. everyone forgets yeah. their triggers and wants to roll it back. Yeah. But it's like, no, 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 you can't roll it back. Too bad. It was like, well, that's the best way you can learn, right? But yeah. I, I agree with you. This is probably of all the broad decks or all the commanders, this is probably the most for, uh, new new player friendly yeah. of all of them. The other ones are very technical. They're very, I think they're very much built for experienced players, especially experienced commander players. Well, Chulain, you're going to want to stack a lot of things, even yeah. a Wood Elves interaction where you're going to get the land to your hand, then drop it and stuff. It's it is going to it's be a lot of stacking your trigger. Too. Yeah, like oh, like even with that, like it's just the interactions. Like with Chulang, I I had to do a uh, an, a rules argument with someone because they were playing with Explore, and I was thinking of doing that. And they're like, okay, I'm going to cast this. I'm going to explore, and then I'm going to play that stuff. Like, no, 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 no. 
Shulang's a cast trigger. Explorers that enter the battlefield trigger. Battlefield. Shulang has, to, has to trigger first. Yeah. So we got into an argument there. It's like, no, 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 I am 100% right here. I don't. You can ask anyone. And yeah, sure ETB, enough, gotta... ETB does go on after a cast trigger. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone that's using Explorer, you know, watch out for that because the cast trigger does occur before an ETB. Still an interesting mechanic to run in the deck. Yeah, yeah it's still great because you're still, you're still fishing through everything really, really quickly, right? So, but with like Sir Gwen, definitely like uh, one of the easier ones to to make and pilot and everything. I I think it's also one of the cheaper ones too. If you don't go like with the swords, yeah, don't go too crazy with it. Yeah, we're like, going you know, crazy with it. <laughs> we have all the swords for it. Yeah, we're going crazy in our house, but it's very approachable. It's very easy to edit if without spending a ton of money if you don't want to. Is like I imagine someone like using like Sure Strike uh, Trident, where you know you go like. Unequ- tap uh, tap it unequipped to deal damage to a target creature or player. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah free equipped. <laughs> just know. across all the knights. That <laughs> does <laughs> that does really help it with the sure strike tridents equip. Yeah. So and that's like and once again we're just talking about the, the the knights and the equipment. We haven't even touched really the support cards or what else you can do because like we're we're talking about tribal here. So obviously you have like tribal cards like Vanquishers Banner. That's has gone up in price because of this as well. Oh, it has to. It's so good. Yeah. So, like, I'm still iffy on a coat of arms because, like, I've seen many people lose to... To their own coat of arms. Someone dumps it out and then gets rolled over by something else. Yeah, especially token decks. I think it's valuable in this deck, though, because if you end up not playing against somebody that is playing tribal, then you end up in your coat of arms. Otherwise, discard it and just cut your losses. But if you think for five mana artifacts, there's, I think, better things in this deck. For one extra mana, you can have uh, True Conviction, Double Strike, Lifelink on all your creatures. Yeah. And no benefit to your opponents. Fair. Door and of Destiny is a really, really common oh, one. Door of Destiny is great. Well, yeah. and like you were saying, most of these knights are going to be running First Strike. A ton of them have it already built into it. There's tons of white enchantments to give things, tons of equipment. So if you can get something that has Death Touch out or anything like that, then you are... You're able to you're get through combat no problem. Yeah. And then like you have like some of the other things that boost them up, like you know, the Night Lords, like the Night Exemplar has been going up in price like crazy. I picked it up the day it was spoiled. I went and bought two copies, one for a night deck that we just built, uh the partners, Corbath Sylvia. and Sylvia. Mm. One for that, and I've had one sitting in a box upstairs waiting for this deck because I knew it was gonna spike. I have four copies from back in the day when I was playing 60 still. So I was, I made a night tribal deck of 60. So I had four of them in. So I'm like, now I'm looking at this like, I, do I want to trade them in or not? Cause they're, I only bought them for like two bucks at that time. And now they're like up to like 15. Well, other nights you control one, one solid card and then other nights you control indestructible. Yeah. Can't kill. Oh yeah. Well, and especially if you're running equipment, it's really easy to protect that one knight and have the rest of them be indestructible. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like all, all sorts of other things like Ariel, uh, Knight of Wind Grace, where, you know, you can, uh, it's a, a creature, like a knight as well, but like you can either make creatures for it or make other knights, or you can tap it to destroy uh, a target creature doing damage equal to the number of knights you have. So, and that was really strong. That was from Dominaria. Dominaria is fantastic. Dominaria was a great set. Yeah, Dominaria yeah. was a commander player's dream. Yeah, and then and that set alone has a lot of knights as well. Because you have that, you had like, uh, uh, with the Danatha, the one that like 
makes your equipments and auras cost one less. Yeah. You know, things like that. You have a uh, actually wait, uh Bayrid the steward steward, um he's a soldier, I think. I gotta check him out. But anyways, so there's all that. But one of the things I like about this deck too is the fact that like you have things like uh equipment and you can use things like Cheshar, uh Ancestor's Apostle, where you know, you're casting historic spells, and if you cast a historic spell, you can, ca- uh, you can bring back a creature that's ca- casting costs three or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. Is it three or less? That is solid in and this, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so many of your knights. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so they board wipe or they remove your creature. All right, I'll cast an equipment. Oh, look, this knight comes back. Oh, wait, Sir Gwen's out. Oh, I'll equip it. Yay! Oh, might as well give it haste at the same time. Let's go to town. <laughs> And all of a sudden, your board sits right back to normal. Yeah, you don't care. Like, uh, like, and everyone's like Teshar. You know, like he's not a knight. Who cares? He brings back your knights. Yeah, knight tribal. He's doesn't... an honorary knight for this deck. Yeah, yeah. Knight tribal doesn't have to mean that every single creature in your deck is a knight. Well, yeah. we were looking through cards last night, and one I would include in this is archetype of finality. It's a gorgon, four colorless, two black. But creatures you control have death touch, and that on the field is pretty solid. Yeah, all creatures death touch for everything. That turns even the smallest no-ability knights into very, very scary blockers. Yeah, so, like, first strike goes in, they die. Awesome. And then if you have something like uh, Huande, you know, where he, all knights that uh, have first strike gate double strike. Yep. That's, that's even better. It's like very, first strike. very solid one. <laughs> yeah. The white archetype, I think, gives something. I think it's archetype of courage. All your creatures get first strike. That's a solid one for this deck. Yeah. Uh, even Brave the Sands, though. If you have this enchantment out, Brave the Sands, the ability to block an extra creature every turn, first strike, death touch two creatures is pretty rough. Yeah, there's so many things. Like, you know, like even going back to equipment, there was like uh, the one from the cast, cat deck, you know, uh, what, uh, Blood Soak Battle Axe? Or... Yeah, where yeah. you keep making axes. Yeah, you keep, every time you attack, you make another token of it. Yay, now I have more. So uh, by the yeah. end, you know, every you have single, so many. Yeah, every single one of your knights has three axes equipped to it for free. Like, one of the things I'm I'm glad that uh, in the design, like, or, originally when I looked at the card uh, for Inspiring Statuary, um, even before this, this stuff came out, I'm like... Like, I don't know. Like, it would be nice if they you could... Like, all your non-artifact spells have improvised. I'm like, why? Why? That doesn't make sense. And then, like, you know, stuff like this come out. I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Because Inspire yeah. Statuary in this would go nuts. That's one of the ones I bought for. Because, yeah, being able to tap those equipments for mana yeah. is just a solid mechanic. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of people, when they attack with a creature that has equipment or an aura, they tap the whole thing. It's like, no, no, the cre- the only the creature attacks. Yeah, yeah, the equipment is not tapped. Yeah. So, like, I've, I've seen some people do that, and I, you know, I come in, I'm like, no, no, remember, you can tap it for this and all that stuff. Like, only the creature attacks. You don't have to tap the whole thing. You yeah. can if you want. It's Your kind equipment of a, is, not, is be, not attacking. <laughs> being, yeah. evil, uh, being able to tap odd things is such a good uh, benefit. In one of my decks, it's a Planeswalker-based deck, and the whole point of it is that I put uh, Honor War Shaco in it so I can tap my Planeswalkers for colorless mana. So with with that, I think we've covered Sir Gwen quite a bit. Like, Sir Gwen's pretty pretty simplistic, mm-hmm. in, my, in, in my belief. Yeah, pretty straightforward, um, but very, very fun to manipulate. Yeah. Lots, lots of opportunities to uh, make that deck your own. Yeah, very, very aggro, very, very, like, whatever they have for the ability, you're pretty much going with that ability. So... 
But we have one last uh, commander to talk about, and it's the one I'm I'm really really excited <laughs> for, Alila, the artful provocator. So I don't even know why they call it artful provocator. It's like, the are you really? <laughs> yeah, it's like because well, the... you're so provocative. You know? <laughs> No, but that, that word's supposed to be like you entice someone to steal or like be a thief, right? So, but what she does, she's a, a one white, blue, black, two, three, fairy warlock, flying death touch lifelink. Oh man, so many things. And then her <laughs> abilities. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus zero. And whenever you cast an artifact or enchantment spell, create a one, one blue fairy Creature token with flying. So they're all going to be like two ones when she's out. That's, uh, I, I well, love her. I love her so much. In general, a lot of enchantment-based decks have one really big weakness, and that's that you don't have the creatures to defend yourself while you're building this enchantment state. Yeah. yeah. This, in Esper, takes that big weakness away from you. And, like, like you can go artifacts or enchantments, you know, like... Like, there's, there's benefits for both. Like, enchantments, a lot of people will probably do, like, either, like, auras, like, especially totem uh, um, totem armors on Alila. So, you know, you're casting something, you get a fairy, and then you protect your uh, your commander at the same time. You know, so you can go aggro, you can go pillow forward, which we've all seen, especially with um, Estrid, the Planeswalker yeah. from last commander set. Um, artifacts, you're going to have things like Psymaster Thopterist, or, you know, you have, like, uh, Thopter Spy Network, where you're generating Thopters every turn, you know, like, it's, it's, it's pretty strong for that, you Well, know? she turns your late game, a lot of times, if it's, you know, maybe you've had a slow game, it's made it to turn eight, and yeah. you draw a Command Sphere, that's generally not a great card on turn eight. Yeah. But something, it's coming in, it's also making... Uh, fairy, a 2-1 fairy when it's hitting the battlefield, that it does have a lot of value late game and everything just even to be able to drop your rocks and it turns all of your acceleration rocks way, way better into the late game. Yeah, and like we, we only have a few kind of board wipes for artifacts and enchantments. So th this makes it a little bit more difficult. Like There's a lot of targeted artifact enchantment removal. But you don't care if you're playing this because you, you, you're going to be rocking so many so different many. artifacts and enchantments. Well, and enchantments specifically. Encha mass enchantment destruction is extremely difficult. Yeah, like, I think I'm the only one in my playgroup that still plays Tranquility. So and Never that's... happens. <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know what Tranquility is, it's destroy all other enchantments. Yeah. I've never seen that card in play. It's ever. an enchantment with pay two, destroy all other enchantments. <laughs> yeah. So, pay two or pay three. I no, it's pay three. There's pay a, three. a newer one that's, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's pay two and just does the same thing. So everyone's like, I'd rather use that instead of Tranquility. But I only have Tranquility in my songs deck because that's the only song I have that named Tranquility that will destroy enchantments pretty much. So, but like, it's already difficult, you know, when you have enchantments and artifacts out because you don't really have those board wipes. And if you do play board wipes, it's going to be creature board wipes. Yeah. So it's not a, not a big, big deal. You're still going to have those editor cards up, and they're mostly going to be supportive. So, like, if you go with artifacts, sure, mana rocks, you know, even the equipment for, for this is fine, too, because you can equip it to your fairy. Let the fairy die. Who cares? If you take out another, another creature, fine. Go Kamikaze on it. Who cares, right? Enchantments. Well, there's tons of enchantments for, like, um, for flyers like favorable wind, they get plus one plus one. You have a uh, intangible virtue, which gives all your token uh, 
creatures plus one plus one and, and vigilance. vigilance. Which is stupid. And if you're going to want to run uh, Hall of Heliod's Generosity too, somebody does kill your enchantments, bring them right back to the top of your deck. Yeah. And that's not including like like a few other things. You know, like uh, Ethereal Absolution, where everything gets, all other creatures get minus one, minus one, and your creatures get plus one, plus one. You know, you can put in like, like not an enchantment or artifact, you can put in um, Elish Norn. Just, yeah. just devastate everyone. You know, like, okay, my flyers are really, really big now. And also, well, a gravitational shift plus two o on your flyers plus o two on your plus mi- minus two minus zero on your flyers. That's mean. what I would put in. <laughs> but there, there's just so many things, and like if people are like killing them off, fine, that's not a big deal. Like, um, like hidden stockpile is a great one because it has a revolt on it where you know at during your end step on I think it's your turn only. But if, and during your end step, if a creature or a permanent left the battlefield, you create a one-one servo, and you can sack, you can tap one and sack a creature to scry one. It, it works for this, you know. You're gonna board wipe. Fine. I'm just gonna use it to like, you know, dig through my deck a little bit more and create a creature at the same time. So I'll still have something at the end of the, the massacre. Well, this deck's gonna always put you up as well. You can play a lot of things, prison realm. Any of those things that are going to exile on Enter, A Grasp of Fate, all of them are going to put you up not only in the removal category, but then on top of that, on the creature category. You're going to still net a creature on every one of your removal enchantments that you run. Yeah. And, that, like, there's so many other things you can do. Like, uh, I personally would, like, I know a lot of people would go to Artifact uh, uh, route on this because it tends to be easier and cheaper. Okay. Enchantments yeah. are expensive. Yeah, especially the good ones. Um, like there's some enchantments that are cheap that you can like cast and bring back constantly. So if you have something like a Saram, uh, where every time you cast like a vehicle, artifact, or enchantment, you draw a card. If you have something like Flickering Ward or Conviction, where you can cast it for like two mana and then pay one white mana and bring it back to your hand, just keep on doing that to, to get a draw engine going. You know, that's pretty good. Like, we have blue and we have black, and they're pretty good for, for draw engines. But at the same time, we might as well abuse Aaliyah's uh, ability, where every time you cast an enchantment or an artifact, you create a 1-1. One, one. So, and something like that. If you're combining it with Saram and you keep on flickering uh, your enchantment constantly back and forth, back and forth, you're going to be getting card draws, you're going to create an army, and people are going to be scared. And that's... And we're still, we still haven't touched uh, support enchantments or artifacts yet. Well, and Alila also is not, it's not non-creature. So you can cast enchantment creatures, still create your fairies. You can yeah. cast artifact creatures, still cast your fairies. You could make every card in this deck, every playable card aside from land, an enchantment or an artifact something that will some trigger Alila. Yeah, something that like art enchantment creature, like uh, the god, some of the gods from um, what set was it? Uh, Theros. Theros. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And um, you have, like, bestow, like, creatures that give yeah. bestow and everything. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And then you have, like, other cards that return enchantments for you. You know, that are not in green. <laughs> and a ship navigator, yeah. Artifact or enchantment back. Yeah, things like that, you know? And then, like, with... Since we're doing token strategy, most likely for something like this, you know, you have things like anointed procession, divine visitation, you know? Where, like, anointed procession is just the same thing as parallel lives. Just however many creature or... Tokens you create, you create that many extra tokens. But you in know? white. <laughs> yeah, but in white. You know, uh, Divine Visitation says, like, 
Every time you create a, a token creature, it's a 4-4 angel instead. So, okay, fine. They're not 1-1 one, one fairies. So well, you, be can four four. Lot, you can run a lot of things, too, like Chief Engineer, give all your artifacts, Convoke. That's a solid thing with so many things that you're doing. Yeah. There is a ton of them. I think probably the MVP card of this deck is going to be Mirage Mirror, the ability to cap first trigger Alila, but then copy every one of your strong ones whenever you need it. Somebody wants to come at you with a ton of creatures, well, let's make a second Ghostly Prison or a second yeah. Propaganda. Yeah. I'm going to pay a few mana, and I'm going to double up on my Helm of the Host for the turn, get two Alilas every turn. Yeah. I'm going to double up Anointed Procession for all my extra tokens. Yeah, and like the fact that Alila has Flying Death Touch and Lifelink, that's... Like, Death Touch alone, everyone's like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to attack into that. You know, like, I ha I might have a 12-12 creature, but I don't have Trample, and you'll just yeah. kill it. So, it's like, Death Touch is always scary. Well, we were looking at, last night, uh, just some enchantments that give creatures a ping ability, like Hermetic Study, one and a blue, enchant a creature gains tap to deal one damage to target creature or player. Yeah. So you're gaining a life with Alila and killing anything that anything isn't indestructible. That, yeah, anything that's threatening to you. There's there's also, like, even if you want to go pure defensive, because, like, when I was thinking about this, like, one of the things that came up with, um, I can't remember the creature's name, uh, the card name, but it's the god with uh, white and blue, uh, where you can tap a creature and you mill someone. <laughs> it's a, a god enchantment. Phoenix. Thank you, thank you, yeah. So, and that's just devastating for this, because it's, you're milling a base off its power. Well, they're not just one, one fairies, they're two, one fairies, uh, with a Leela out, right? And that's so, if you don't have the Divine Visitation. Yeah. And, like... Divine Visitation's scary in this yeah. deck. Very, very, yep, very dangerous yeah. if that hits the field. And, like, like, when I was thinking about this stuff, too, it's like, okay, like, you know, uh, Spear of Safety... You know, for a defensive card. Because you're going to put in Ghostly Prison. You're going to put in Propaganda. You might as well put that in as well. Where, you know, they have to pay an extra mana for each enchantment you have. Combine that with uh, Heliod, God of the Sun. Where you're creating clerics that are also enchantments. Yeah. You know, it's even crazier. And then there's other defensive cards. Like there's a uh, Fountain Watch. Where, like, your enchantments gain um, Hexproof pretty much. You know, and you can sacrifice them to gain life. Or you have Karmic Justice. Uh, I love Karmic Justice so much. Because if they destroy your enchantment, you destroy one of their permanents. Well, Martyr's Bond as well. They yeah. destroy any of your things. As It's a Grave Pact for all permanent for types. For any type of permanent type, yeah. That's yeah. a strong one. Yeah, you want to get rid of my artifacts? Goodbye to someone else's on the field. Yeah, like... Each oh, my opponent, soul ring. <laughs> each opponent sacrifices one. And the ability to just be swinging in with those fairies... You block, that's fine. The table sacks five creatures. Yeah. I think most people, when they go with this, they're either going to go for, like, aggro artifacts, uh, pillow forts, enchant, uh, enchantments, or... That's going to be mine. Uh, yeah. A yeah, very strong fort. control, keep yeah. myself safe enchantment deck. Or they're going to use that and make a super friends deck. Because, like, you know, you have powerful... Uh, planeswalkers in white, blue, and black. Like, red, kind of, green, eh. But overall, like, black has really strong ones. Like, Obnixilis, you know, is really strong for any of them. Doesn't matter. You well, have chases. Blue, blue's ability to proliferate as well is just strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, blue. And the artifacts as well in it. Like, you can run your Contagion Engine, you can run 
all of those. There is a ton of proliferate in these colors. Yeah, and there's also like you know things like uh, the lands, like Karn's uh, Bastion. Yeah, you know, like there's so many it's different my things. My favorite land in Magic. <laughs> it's such a great land. Like when I saw that, I was like, wow, like. Yeah. This is crazy. Four mana, tap, proliferate? Yeah, it's just, you're like a contagion engine, just less removable for you. Yep. Why not? I will throw you into safer, everything. Yeah, it's safer to keep on the field, and it's an automatic proliferate. It's such a good mana dump as well. If you have any untapped mana before your turn, just give yourself a quick proliferate. And... Yeah, it's it's really, really, really stupid. Really valuable. Like, there's so many things you can do with, with this deck, and you can, go, like, like, even... Like, some of the staples you have, like Burnished Heart. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, I cast Burnished Heart, I create a fairy, and I sack it and go fetch lands. Yay. So I still have protect a creature to, to attack or block. I'm getting, I'm mana ramping at the same time. Yeah. Like, it, it's just crazy. Like, I, of all of them, like, I think Alila is probably, like, the second most powerful. I still think Corvald's the strongest one of all of them. I think he has the... Uh, potential to be a new competitive one that's out of all of these i'm trying to build them into a fun deck we bought another two lane deck yesterday and we're going to make two of them but corvold is one that i'm going to make one of my competitive edh decks a cedh deck based on him because his sacrifice mechanic is just absurd well him and like zerv orb it's like okay let's close it out i'm just gonna suck all my lands gain two life and then i'm gonna go to town like you know let's end it Swinging, yeah. Anything that gives him unblockable or the fact that someone just doesn't have a flyer yeah, is exactly like you said. You're going to dump all of these, draw 15 cards, put 15 counters on him. He's he's pretty strong, but this Alila one, even her inclusion of Mace the Valiant in the base deck yeah. is so good. ETB giving this charge counters, like you said, if you have the proliferate mechanic, you also have the ability because, yeah, like, Planeswalkers aren't going to trigger her, but... Any artifacts, enchantments are, they're going to, uh, Mace of the Valiant, new card, quick creature gets 1-1 one, one for each charge counter on it. Whenever a creature enters under your control, put a charge counter on it. Oh. On your lifelinking commander, that's, that's silly. Yeah, that's really, really strong. And Someone removing the commander as well, the nice thing is, it's not going to take those counters off of Mace of the Valiant. That's, that's a, yeah, it's really, really strong. Like, I, I love this, this, uh, commander. I, like, well, my my take on this is really really janky. <laughs> so, cause the the way I'm like I like to name my decks. I like to like have a, like a theme, and the way I'm doing it, I'm going like artifacts and enchantments, but I'm creating sort of like a Starcraft Terran theme for this. Where, cause like if you ever played Starcraft, you know, like not the new one, but like the original one, and maybe Brood Wars, I don't know, but um. When you play the first one, when you play Terran multiplayer, first thing you, most people did was, you know, uh, turtle in. You know, you create the farms, you you block it off the entrances and all that stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, well, playing enchantments like that are is kind of like that. So you know, you have to propaganda, ghostly prison, and all that stuff. So I have all the protection there. Blocking off your entrances. <laughs> yeah, I block off all the entrances. Okay, and then I'm gonna have like the like uh support things that create like um. The Marines, in a sense. So, like, Hilliard <laughs> creates, like, the 2-1 clerics, okay? I'll have, like, Dawn of Hope. They'll create the 1-1 Life Link soldiers. Um, I'll have Oketra, the true, create uh, the 1-1 warrior vig- with vigilance. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are going to be, like, my M&Ms. <laughs> you know, because, you know, medics and Marines. 
uh the fairies will be like you know the the wraiths and everything you know if and if you put in like divine visitation or something like that then it's going to be like you know your battle battle cruisers right yeah. you know, the four four angels your angels yeah or five four in this case with Aliel. and then the best of all of them is the Aether Flux Reservoir. That's actually something I was just going to touch on, was all this lifelink that we weren't really yeah. recognizing as another potential win con. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like everyone already like calls it, like, the nuke. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> so, you know, you're playing StarCraft, and one of the things, or you're playing StarCraft multiplayer, and one of the things you hate hearing is nuclear launch detected. Nuclear launch detected. Yeah. So that's, that's the nuke right there, you know? And then I'm throwing in things like, you know, like the Soul Warden, Soul, Soul Attendant. Um, Johnny's Welcome. Yeah. Things like that. Like, Johnny's Welcome is great because it has, like, it's going to trigger enchantment. itself. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's, um, like, Authority of the Consoles where it's, where your opponent's uh, creatures come into play, like so, you're just gaining a massive life. Mm-hmm. If people attack you, you have that buffer, mm-hmm. and you're creating, you're you're like uh, turtling in. You got to put up those farms. You need more farms, <laughs> you know. Um, I I, I want to put in telepathy to look at everyone's hands because that's like the scanner, you know, <laughs> scanning people's bases. <laughs> it's, 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 I like this theme amazing. <laughs> it's stupid, you know. It's really stupid, but it's it's like the theme that I want to do. But it will work. That's the thing. That's it's, the, it's a silly, it's a silly fun concept, but it will work. Like this is a playable deck. It's a very very playable deck. Like because yeah. like it's very very defensive. You can you you have time. You're you're buffering your life. You know, and you're just slowly bringing you're just things out. Kind of sitting over here doing your own thing. Everyone's sort of leaving you alone yeah. dangerously as they never should with enchantment and artifact decks. They're letting you build, but yep. they will. And like, <laughs> and, all, and there's different win conditions. Like the win yeah. conditions are like, you know, you can mob. Yeah, you can mass mob them with like yeah. the, the one ones with the Marines or like in the air, yeah. or you can nuke them. Or like I haven't like there's other things you can put in like uh there's uh Tetsuko Umizawa's uh, fugitive you know where like if your creature has either one power or one toughness yeah. it's unblockable yeah okay that's like almost every single everything that you have on the field <laughs> yeah okay it's overwhelmed them with these little itty bitty fairies yeah fairies soldiers like yeah. life link soldiers clerics you name it yeah. doesn't matter you're just gonna go mass like crazy in right. Yeah. And then, like, and if each, people... each instance of that one damage, that'll do it for you, you know? Yeah, it's like you're, you're, you're pegging them for a little damage. Yeah. You know, you don't care. Like, I'm a slow-acting poison, That's you know? That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, I'm just going to slowly tick away at you, and then suddenly, nuclear strike. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then all of a sudden, you've got 150 life, 151 life, and you're taking down the whole table. Yeah, there's no problem. Like, there's no problem with that. And, like, let's face it. Like, a lot of people will play creatures. A lot of creatures will come into the battlefield, whether it's yours or the opponent's. So, using things like Soul Warden, Soul Attendance, the Giant is Welcome, uh, cons- um, Authority of the Consoles, you're going to gain a lot of life from that stuff. And it's just like those one instances of damage, those single instances of life gain, they add up very quickly in these sorts of instances. Yeah. And, like, that's not including other things that you can do, right? So, like, there's, there's you can, like, uh, drain them. With Blood Artist or Zillaport Cutthroat, you know, because you can just, like, your stuff dies, fine. You're just draining people like crazy. Mm-hmm. You can do the whole, like, Flash thing we talked about before with Chulang, with, like, White Mane Lion. Um, you know, have Oketra's Monument out there and Bonzo's Monument, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, 
just drain people out with that stuff and create a bunch more soldiers. Heck, you can use any monument and just tap tap things down with Kefnet or like pump them up with Ronus. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. I feel like that's one thing we haven't even really touched on. We touched on the white, we touched on the blue, sorry. But even the black, like you were just saying, like we've hardly even gone down that road yet. There's this whole other aggressive moment that we can go down with the black. And there's so many black enchantments. And we were looking at last night, actually, was the curses. Another <laughs> option that you can do, which nobody does. <laughs> But that could be a lot. That could be a fun. A curse themed one yeah. was pretty solid looking. There's so many. You guys are so mean. <laughs> can, can you imagine I doing that? I played black. <laughs> Do you want me to say? But like, if you put in like auto curses on black, and everyone's yeah. laughing, and then you put in put, like throw down like Hannah ship's uh, navigator, yeah. and then you just bring him back. Yeah, that's mean. Uh. <laughs> that's so mean. I like it, but. <laughs> Just don't play that Just again. Just don't play against me. <laughs> <laughs> Just be well, you know, but there's so many different things. Like you said, like Black has a lot of aggressive things. Like even yeah. like things that we know we've seen, like Necropotence and, and whatnot. Those are very good. In, in conjunction with the White Life game as well as something that you could really, really awesome. play into. Have you seen so. Curse of Misfortunes ever? What was that one again? Four colorless, one black. Enchant player over a curse, obviously. At the beginning of your upkeep, you can search your library for a curse that doesn't have the same name as a curse attached to Enchanted Player, put it onto the, the battlefield attached to them, and shuffle. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh. What a silly card. Especially with so much to protect and bring your enchantments back. It oh. seems like a really fun mechanic to go for, to just really just curse someone the whole time. Alila Curse Tribal. Are you <laughs> cursing them, or are they going to be cursing you after, you know? Because... Because I would definitely be cursing They're going to be cursing your name, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. They're, yeah, black, like, we barely touch black. And that, curses are definitely something that to look into. That's that's crazy. Like, they're very, I feel like they're a very underused card type. Like, nobody's looking at this deck and thinking, I should make a curse deck. Yeah. But, well, like, but it's actually surprisingly viable. It's very viable, and like most people, when they they see black, they they think of like tutors. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I was just gonna say you have access to all your tutors now. White gives you the more expensive, like idyllic tutor. Go get your enchantment, but black does have, especially if you're willing to spend a little more mana, a lot of very affordable tutor options. And if you are trying to play this a little more competitive, you have your diabolic tutors, your demonic intent. Yeah, vampiric, 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 vampiric. That's yeah. not diabolic vampiric. Yes, <laughs> like four mana compared to one. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> at instant speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it's like black. Black is always uh, powerful and everything. And mm-hmm. like it's it's always nice to think of those those things that most people don't think about. Because yeah. like I like I I always say, you know, when you do something that no one else expects, they're scared of you, and that's a huge advantage because they don't know what to expect what's coming, what what your plans are. Like, if someone, like, plays a Frosh deck, you always know what's going to come out, or yeah. mo- most, most of the time what's going to come and out. And if it doesn't, yeah, that's what they're looking scary. for, yeah. 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 It's like, what are you tutor for? Uh, you didn't tutor for land. Yeah. <laughs> you know? When you see, when you see a commander, and you, yeah, yeah, when you see a commander, and you think that you know what they're going to do, and then they go down a different route, like, that changes everything. Oh, yeah. You know? But that's so much fun. That's half, that's all the fun of Commander to me. Yeah, and then like like whenever you do that, like the politics really swings in. Oh yeah, 
So, because it's like, oh, wait, you're doing that? Okay, okay, oh, wait, we're friends, right? Yeah. Every- what, if, what if I was to go get this to help you out? Yeah. Everybody hold the phone. <laughs> Remember when I bought you tacos last Tuesday? <laughs> That's how to get a host good yeah. sign anytime. Taco Tuesday? Yes, that is, the, that is a, a direct route to my heart. Hope one going to attack you for the month. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, like, that's what we got right now for... For all of them, we've touched on all four, and like you guys all know, I'm I'm mostly looking forward to Alila. Dan, you teased me last week. Corvold for me, I really really like the competitive aspect of them. <laughs> I I like Jund. Jund is one of my favorite colors. It has it has everything I like. <laughs> okay, Reed. I mean Dan. <laughs> <laughs> And what's your favorite one you're looking for? Oh, to? the Sir Gwen one, for sure. It's right up my alley with those really aggressive big creatures. That It's just going to stomp. And that's exactly why I like to play. I like this. Everyone has a different take on everything. This is awesome. We'll have to get together and play the game with the three of the decks and oh, see yeah. how everyone's goes for it. No, no, no curses. No, 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 no. <laughs> no Alila no, 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 no. curses? No Alila curses. I'll run the curses in Corvold. No one will see it coming. Uh, I already do that. I'll run with... the curses in Sir Gwen. <laughs> I, I do that with my Tiana deck already. <laughs> I, I guess I could do that with Alila, but I want to play Starcraft. <laughs> so, but oh man, like I, I, I think this, like the brawl decks were fantastic. The commanders were fantastic. The set was fantastic. Like it's, it's beautiful overall, like yeah. Like, dream was... There was a lot of commander-based cards for it. Yeah. I don't know how the standard game is. That's not really the area I focus on. But for commander, it was solid. The uncommon commanders are good. Tons of legendaries. Tons of tribal. And that's what speaks to my heart. Same. Yeah. Like, the artwork, the different styles the that they story have. storybook. Yeah. Oh, those storybook yeah. frames. Love them. And I hope that they continue on with that. Yeah. Finding, I love when they bring out, even when they brought out the new legend frames, like things like yes. that really, really speak to my artistic sensibilities. So I really hope that they do something like that moving forward. Well, I, I was a big fan of it, but just specifically with the Brawl decks, it is really nice to see the support from Wizards for a fan made format. At the end of the day, yes, it has evolved from what they created, but. Just seeing the official game actually support it, printing things like an Arcane Signet, yeah. understanding people want to play Tribal Knight decks and Tribal yeah. Fairy yeah. Enchantment decks. Yeah. It's just very nice. So I do hope that the Commander products just continue on and keep getting better and better. And I would love to see a normal printing of Brawl decks every year and yeah. then also the Commander decks. I think that would give a lot of viable options. Not everyone wants to buy every Commander deck and... The more new cards for Commander, the better. The happier everyone's going to be. And the more new players that we'd have coming in, which is always nice to see. Well, like I like when you think of it, you know, like before the thing that all Commander players were looking forward to was the pre-cons, you know, like like pre uh, the Commander pre-cons from this year, last year. But it's always like the one time of the year. It's like Christmas. Yeah. Now it's like okay with the brawl stuff. It's like. Oh, are we getting New Year's and Easter <laughs> and Valentine's Day? And that's you know, how I felt about the anthology. Just looking at the yeah. release schedule the last few years, I'm like, Wizards 
is trying to destroy my financial life. I guess I'll be homeless, but I'll have an anthology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely suff- suffering some uh, wallet fatigue here. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like... It's pretty incredible. To well, that's what happens the when different. they pump out good cards and everything, right? Yeah, you just want them. You don't care. It's just like, here, just take my money now. Yeah. Honestly, every one of the new commanders from these Brawl decks as well would look great as a playmat. And I really yeah. hope I can get my hands on a Corvold one. And I really, really want to get my hands on an Alila one. Ultra Pro normally does do them all. Yeah. I, I haven't gone to their website to see I yet. haven't seen yet, but I'm hoping I can find one. I also really, really want a Bitter Blossom one now. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to put a um, Bitter Blossom in Corvold deck. That yeah. and um, uh, the other one from uh, Word of Spark, where the Mass one. Yep. So just keep on pumping those out, you know. Uh, I was thinking about that, and then I saw the prices of Bitter Blossom. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Nope, 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 nope. I think it's up around fifty dollars or something right yeah. now. It, it went up again. Well, yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I just love the artwork of it. I love the yeah, new artwork and uh, the new one's nice. I I like the old one still, but I like the new one more. So, but other than that, yeah, let us know what you guys think. The Instagram is still going to be twenty one damage. So tell us what you think on Instagram twenty one damage, and thank you guys for listening. All right, take care, everyone. Thanks, guys. See you next time.